Hi everybody, we are in Parashat Vayeshev, and Vayeshev, what is Vayeshev? Lashevet, to sit. And the whole idea of sitting, or to settle down, as we understand, Rashi said, Vayeshev, Vayeshev, you know, you gotta settle down, you gotta settle down. What can I tell you about Yaakov? A person who suffer every minute. Yaakov suffer every minute. His son Yosef, this parasha, get up. He told him he's dead. His two wife died. Lavan tortured him for 20 years. We're not talking about his own brother want to kill him not spending time with his parents. It's not uh, fun being Yaakov, but Yaakov, after all, the only face that is carved on the throne of God is Yaakov. So when he say Vayeshev Yaakov, Yaakov would settle down. Uh, where did he settle down? Be'eretz Begure Aviv, in the land of his father. In the land of Canaan, what is they usually doing? I'm first going to the story. The the tzaddikim, the righteous people, when they go to place places, they fix it in the place just by being there. And then, what does it say? El tolot Yaakov Yosef. This is the dynasty of Yaakov Yosef. Right away, the word is Yosef. What is it telling us? So, Rabbi Yaakov Abu Hasera write. This is the dynasty of Yaakov. Yosef, you want to know how to become like Yaakov? You want to be as tzaddik as Yaakov? You want to be as spiritual as Yaakov? You want to be as spiritual as you meant to be in this lifetime? You have to be Yosef. <laughs> what does that mean, Yosef? Yosef is also meant to add something. Leosif, to add, like Musaf, you're adding something. So, Yaakov. why Yaakov become who he become? Because he was with Yosef, Yosef, Yosef. What can I do more? How can I give more? How can I help more? How can I pray more? How can I meditate more? That's Yaakov. That's why Yaakov was dealing with spirituality. But many people still confuse about spirituality and they think that spirituality is external. And that's the biggest mistake that people are doing. Spirituality is not external. It's not about your body. Your body is an expression of your soul, of the internal work that you are doing. So you and me, as we work on ourselves, we try to change, we try to overcome whatever we try to overcome, we have to connect it to the soul. It cannot be just connected to the mental, like psychology. It cannot connect just to philosophy. We got to connect it into something spiritual. What is spiritual? Internal. What is internal? Meaning by inner soul connecting to the roots. What is the roots? The creator, Hashem, God, the creator. The mighty one, the light. So it's a story. Yosef, with his dream, I don't want to repeat the whole story to you. Get a brother angry. Don't get jealous. What is jealousy, basically? It's saying in Mishnah Perkei Avot that jealousy, ta'ava, Kavod ve'kinah, you know, in Perkei Avot, it's written, 
מוציאים את האדם מן העולם. They get the person out of this world. תאווה, קינה, last, כבוד, pride, and jealousy. So it's a, ויראו אחיו כי אותו אהב אביהם. They saw that the father really like him. Because his father, the father Yaakov, know that Yosef is correcting his, his chataim. Yosef was the only one who can correct Yaakov's sin. What was Yaakov's sin? Married two sisters. Did he have a choice? No, he didn't. He didn't. Yeah, it need to happen. The circumstances happened. But still uh, a problem. So for that reason, some people say he was reincarnated as a job. And here, there is explanation that Yosef was the continuation. That's why he loved him. If you meet the person that continue your tikkun, and because of you, you finish the tikkun, you love that person. You know? And if it's your son, of course. But they didn't like it. Why did they didn't like it? The, the reason that it's giving, it's a... It's a, a It's, it's crazy thing, and I, and I wonder, and again, I'm dealing with the Pshat before we go into the Zohar. They saw that father loved him more. That's what they hate him. But can be, say Orachaim, can be that that's, that's the hate. And of course he spoke, of course he spoke, he spoke bad about them. And because he spoke bad about them, as we can see in the parsha, you know, so the Orachaim, the Orachaim, it's a Dibatam Ra'ah. What is the Dibatam? Dibatam Ra'ah. He was thinking negative about them. Additionally, say Orachaim, the father loved him. How would you feel if you have 12 brothers? And you see one of the children, one of your brother, kind of speaking bad about you to your father, and then your father loves him. How would you feel? Would you like that guy? You, in your mind, you're thinking, hey, wait a minute. The only reason that my father is not into me is because my brother just spoke bad about me. So, of course, we need to address this parsha as primiut v'chitzoniut, is internal and external. The difference between internal and external to truly understand it. What I'm giving you now is just the, the beginning, just the foundation of the parasha. And the parasha continues. I love that part. They couldn't say hello to him. Lama, why? They were honest. There is people who are fake. Even if they don't like you. Okay? It's unbelievable. Who would say that? Rashi. Rashi in Pasuk Dalet, in the fourth Pasuk, he say, Mitoch gnutam Speaking bad about the brother, you actually look, learn how great they are. They were not hypocrite. They were not saying hello. They were not saying hello because they're angry with you. Always when you see people who are angry with you, the good news about those people, they're real. I mean, the bad news about them, they get angry. But the good news, this can be your real friends. Because when I, when I was serving in the army as Israeli and I came to America, you know, friendship is a little different in America. 
Friendship here is just having a beer together. When I was in Israel, friendship was you take a bullet for your friend. It's a bit different. It's a bit the whole idea, the whole Indian is not, is not the same. It's not the same. So here it's showing you what a real friendship is. Somebody is upset with you. He doesn't want to say hello to you. No, I'm not going to say hello to you. Goodbye. It's beautiful. Beautiful. This is beautiful. Somebody don't say hello to me. Now I know he's angry with me. Now I'm going to go to try to make peace with him. Better that somebody say, hey, I want you to look great. And after they leave, they say, I wish this guy would die. That's no echad echad left. This is what's beautiful. So we're still going to the shot of the Pasha before we're going into the deepest meaning. And Yosef is totally oblivious. Oblivious, a little bit insensitive to what's going on. He's just keep telling him the dream and how beautiful and how wonderful and blah, blah, blah. And he's not aware of the group getting angry. He doesn't read the crowd very well. Okay? Doesn't read the crowd very well. You know, and that's, that's a problem with the prophet or psychic because they are so much in, in heaven that they are not aware of what's going on here. And, uh, and he get them angry. He get them angry. You know? So, they get him angry. And uh, in the last dream, you know, in Pasuk Yud, you know, Ramban, the Ramban say, It's beautiful. Why did his father get angry with him? So when the brothers see the, the, the father get angry with him, then they think, ah, now the father also is angry uh, with him. So he, it's good. That's when it's good. But think about it for a second. Let's say, if we get into the premute of the story, let's say we talk about God as a father, not Yaakov. Let's say it's all of us, the brother and the sister. This, I'm, I'm trying to get you into the premute a little bit. The brother and the sister is us on this planet. We see one of us, not spiritual, not doing anything nice, and still make money, famous, have a good time, healthy, perfect. Everything is just perfect in their life. We get angry. We get angry with him, and we want to remove that person from the system because we call him selfish and wicked. And Yaakov, the creator, has to make sure that he punish that person so we will no longer be jealous. It's a sad universe if it has to be this way. But what is missing? Emunah. If they will trust their father Yaakov 100%, then they would not be jealous or angry with, with, with Yosef. Is, is if we will trust the creator 100%, we will not be jealous or, or upset. And of course, you know the continuation of the story. Angel get involved, the Shekhinah get involved. And uh, they saw the future because all of them were spiritual and elevated. Every one of them was like a Navi, like a prophet. So they decided that they saw the future. They saw Yerovam ben Avat will come from him, from Shevet Ephraim. Ephraim is the son of Yosef. Say, so you know what? No good come from this kid. And they decided to basically put him into the uh, pit. I mean, that was the idea of Reuven. Don't forget, Reuven was the uh, um, smart guy that prevent the anger of the brother from not killing him by delaying the, 
the death. And what he did, he put him into the pit, but the whole idea, it's a ve'abor rek en bomaim. Rek en bomaim, primiyut adavar, the internal meaning of that, maim in Torah, en maim el Torah. The Zohar teaches, meaning that the idea that they, they, they strip him out from Torah, and that's spiritually, the primiyut, the chitzoniyut, external, is they took the ktonet apasim, they tried to remove the, the, the stripe, uh, jalabia, if you wish, or the clothing that his father gave him. And with it, they tear apart all the other clothing. So he was naked, the poor guy. And uh, there is machloket by the Or Chaim is who exactly bought him? Because say Midianim Ishmaelim. We don't hear the Midianite sell it to the Ishmaelim. So that's when the Ishmaelim is the one who sell it to Putifera eventually. Because Yosef was not such a good merchandise for the Midianim. That's why they bought him only for 20 shekel. That's why we do the 20 shekel as the Pidiona Ben and all this and that. It's a memory for that, just to let you know. So the whole, the whole concept, the whole concept of, of, uh, of uh, Yosef, the story of Yosef is the beginning of hatred. The be like, like the beginning of Tree of Knowledge is the beginning of hatred among animals and among humans. Because if you look at the, at the snake, the snake, after he convinced Eve to eat from the tree of knowledge, she gave it to her husband, but she also gave it to all the animals. All the animals eat from the tree of knowledge, as the Midrash say. So now all the animals become vicious. And the animal went to the snake. I think it's in the Gemara of Masechet Avodah Zarah, if I'm not mistaken. They went to the snake, and they said, why did you have to do it? Why? Our life was very good before. The, the lion said, come on. We don't need it. Why? Why did you have to do it? What's 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 your purpose? I mean, we when we hunt, we hunt to eat. You bite and you don't eat. You just bite and kill someone and you don't eat them. What's what's your goal? And the snake answer, because Lashonara, they speak bad. They have Lashonara. And when I read it, I said to myself, this is a bit crazy. For Lashonara. For evil tongue, killing. Because the snake, we know, is the first Lashonara was from the snake. But a punishment of Lashonara can be death. Death. And the snake used it as an excuse. It's okay. Bottom line, he's been sold. And uh, his life started to get better. You know, he went to Egypt. Uh, Reuven doesn't even know what happened. The poor Reuven, Reuven is the only one who's not included within the brother who sold uh, Yosef to slavery. It was Judah's idea to sell him. Yehuda's idea was to sell him because the other people, brother's idea was to kill him. You know, Shimon specifically, that's how Shimon is cursed. That's how Shimon is not even been mentioned in the blessing of Yaakov in the end of the Torah. So we are talking about very heavy time. For the, for the Israelite or for the Jewish people. Reuven wasn't there. Now, if you look from a reincarnation point of view, which is primiyut, which is internal, you realize, as the Ari teaches, that all those brothers had to be reincarnated into, into the Aseret HaRugem Al-Chut, the 10 most amazing righteous of all time. Among them, Rabbi Shmael Kohen Gadol, Rabbi Shimon Ben Gamliel, Rabbi Akiva. For example, Rabbi Akiva is a reincarnation of Israel. 
That's what Rabbi Akiva said. Avli talmit chacham va'adashcheu kachamo. Give me a wise man or talmit chacham or rabbi, and I will bind him like a donkey. And they say, why? Dari say, why did he say donkey? Because if you look at the blessing of Issachar, Issachar chamor gerem. He will be like a, 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 a donkey that, that bite. So from here we know that Akiva was from Issachar. So who was Reuven? Ah, very good question. Reuven was Eliezer ben Orkus, Rabbi Eliezer ben Orkus, the teacher of Rabbi Akiva. He was never killed by the Roman. Why? Because he was never there. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's just amazing story if you're just thinking about it. Like how, how it is. Now, I'm sure you ask him some question before I'm going a little bit deeper. Why Yaakov didn't look for the body? What was their trick? Or Chaim asked it. What was the tricks that they did? Well, the reason they tear up the clothing and they put blood of a goat, they want to make sure that the father understand that, and they say to the father, as the Orachim say from the Midrash, that the animal pull all the bones and run away to the cave. That's what they say, and we cannot find it. For that, it's called Yehush. Yehush, when you are, when you give up. When you actually give up, and because you give up, you no longer look for the bones to bury at least the bones because the mitzvah is to burn, bury something. So Yaakov was sure by that time that he's absolutely gone. That's why they brought the robe back. And of course, what happened after that? Yehuda loses his wife. And it's not a coincidence. He loses his wife and his two children die. And of course, when you read the story, you're not aware that the same guy who sold Yosef all of a sudden have a terrible destiny. But you're going to open your eyes to the story. And then Yehuda, you know, but say, Vayered Yehuda. I don't know if you... Vayered Yehuda. Verse, uh, uh, chapter 38, verse 1. Yehuda went down. Vayet And he met a person named Chira. Vayarsham Yehuda bat Ishknani Ushmo Shua. And he say that he met a daughter of, of Canaanite man on the name of Shua. Why Yehuda married Canaanite? Why? Why? Don't you learn from Abraham? Yitzhak, Yaakov, your father, what happened to you? And Malasot, there is nothing you can do about it. Once you do something very negative, immediately you're going to do something worse after that. You, you don't have a free will over the next negative act you're going to do. You do have ability to prevent the first one. So that's what Vayered Yehuda. And of course you give birth three boys. Two boys married Tamar. The two die because they didn't want her to get pregnant because when a woman gets pregnant, percent of her beauty go to the children. So, that's it. So he said, listen, I'm not giving you the third son because there is something called Yibum. Yibum meaning when you are, if one brother dies with no children, the other brother has to marry the wife. Not have to, even if there is no sexual uh, uh, desire between them, then they marry. And the next child that she will give birth to will be a boy. But two of the husbands she married to couldn't make love to her. Because she was so gorgeous, she was so beautiful, they're afraid that their beauty will go away. And the third son, Yehuda didn't want to give it to her. 
So at that time, the 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 uh, uh, Yuda uh, lose his wife. She died too. Two son and a wife died. And he go with his sheep and goat, and he's looking for some uh, what should I call it uh, some action. She dressed like a prostitute. This is his daughter-in-law. And she make love to him. What are we going to do with that, guys? That's a tough one. And from this, born <laughs> the Messiah. And I have to tell you the story too. We learn from Tamar a lesson. And the lesson we learn from Tamar, when they ask her, who are you pregnant to? She wouldn't insult you and say, he's the father. She say, I'm pregnant to whoever came yesterday and gave me this gift instead of money. And he could say, I don't know who the gift belonged to. But rather we admit, you would admit it was him. And they said that the reason he went to Olam Abba is for that reason. The reason he had Olam Abba, that he could, he could skip it. In life, there is a moment in your life that you don't want to admit the truth. You can lie and have it easy going. Or you can admit that you fail. And then life starts to happen to you. And he had Olam Abba because he admit. And of course, I don't want to tell you about Tamar. I mean, she has Olam Abba for sure. For her not insulting Yehuda. So there is so much, so much food in this parasha just from the pshat, just from the story. Yeah. Yosef is becoming a star. Uh, his master wife fall in love with him. She want to make love to him. We're going to go into it in a second. From Divrechaim. And he ran away. She blamed him for rape. They put him in prison. And in prison, he become a star again. As usually, a leader is. A leader is a leader is a leader. You put him in prison as a leader. Out of the prison as a leader. He's a leader. He's just have it. Hashem wanted him to be a leader. Be happy for them. If you meet somebody that Hashem put in, in our is about, you want to you be his partner. You want to pay for it. You want to be part there. Why not? Lama lo. Lama lo. Because this is Hashem messenger. And uh, of course, uh, uh, Yosef is telling all people about his dream interpretation business. He does very well in prison that he did one mistake when he told the uh, uh, two minister that was spending time with him in prison that if they don't mind to tell Pharaoh that he's down here for no reason. And God unfortunately punished him that he will stay longer in prison because when you trust God, you don't speak like that. You have to go all the way. So it's showing you that the brothers didn't trust Yaakov or God, if you wish, uh, when Yosef was treated better. And now Yosef has to go to that same test. It's a beautiful thing because if you take Yosef's life, interpretation of dream, the brother wouldn't bother him, wouldn't kill him, wouldn't do anything to him, and life continue, Yosef will end up with the ego. He will never make his tikkun. But look what the gift Hashem gave him. The gift Hashem gave him is the ability to discover who you really are. Unfortunately, the discovery of who you really are is through pain and suffering. It's not through gift. Alrighty. And now, we're going to go to the premute. So the old parasha is about premiut. It's ver- premiut And remember, when we talk about premiut internal, we're going to look for the soul essence of the Torah of this week, Pasha. And if we don't find the soul essence of the Torah of this week, Pasha, we're reading the chitzoniut of the Torah. Now, it doesn't mean if you read the Zohar, you know the premiut. 
doesn't mean if you read Kabbalah, you know the Pneumut, you know the internal. The internal meaning, there is internal meaning to everything in the Torah, and it's our mission to find out where is it and how to read it better. And if we don't, it's a problem. But first, let's understand the difference between Pneumut and Okay? Here we go. So I'm going to open the Zohar. Um, maybe we do a short introduction in verse 25 of Sulam, which is Tfus Yashan Daf Kufpei Amud Aleph, under the 80 Amud Aleph. And uh, I'm going to start like this. Rabbi Chia, Patach Ve'amar. Rabbi Chia opened the discussion and said, The people of the hearts, please listen to me. Come and behold, when God created the world, he make it with judgment. And it functioned by judgment. And all the things in this universe operating by judgment. But the way it operates, that the universe will last. God himself, or which is put mercy on it. And those curtain of mercy, that curtain of mercy, is basically delay the judgment that's supposed to happen so the universe will not be destroyed. And through that, the universe is operating with mercy. And if you will say, verse 26 in Sulam, that God is making judgment in a person with no court, with no nothing, we already study, when the judgment dwell on a human and is righteous, is because God loves him. So if you go into a rough time, and you know you do everything spiritually, you try everything to do spiritually, you study, you do everything, and it's still tough. I went to a dentist, and this lady, you know, some of these people work in a dentist, they say spiritual thing without knowing you, the spiritual thing. They say, the wor- she tell me, the worst thing in life is when you do everything right, but there is no good result. And I hear it say, People who do everything right and they have no result, they're righteous. But why? When God has mercy on a person with love, to get him closer, He purposely makes the body go into a rough time. So the soul can be coming to expression. And then the person can truly love God in the best way. And the soul controls the person and the body gets weakened. I want to tell you something that I don't think I've told you. Happened to be this, this Yom Kippur, last Yom Kippur. I was in New York. I was asked to run an event for Yom Kippur. And my body was not acting normal uh, three days before Yom Kippur. It was terrible. Everything was high blood pressure that cannot go down headache, fogginess, nothing. And I did everything in the book. And I have to run the Yom Kippur. I don't need to tell you it's 25 hours and to run it, it doesn't mean you sit in the back and you enjoy the show. You run it, you give the lecture, you make sure the Chazanim know what they're doing, the Balkori know what they're doing when they open the ark, who getting Aliyah. And all nine yards, 25 hours of intensity. And I remember I'm looking at Hashem, I'm looking at the sky, I say, Hashem, <laughs> my body is destroyed. 
Physically, I cannot even stand. I'm dizzy even standing. I cannot see things. People didn't even know I could not even see. And then I said, that's what God wants me to go through right now. I said it. If this is Shalom the last day, at least it's happened on Yom Kippur. I got to go with it. And I believe that before Yom Kippur, I don't know the reason. I don't know if it was the ego I have or something I have to disturb me. But if you ask people, they have the best Yom Kippur of their life. Because God was able to slap me in the face, in the head, in the body, in the stomach, in the back. Every part of my body was going through something. At one point, I was just laughing and crying at the same time. Like, what's going on here? I came to do it. I do it every year. What? Why? And that's a beauty. That's a gift of Hashem. I'm not saying I'm a tzaddik. I'm just saying I could understand it now by reading it. A person to be spiritual needs the body to be weak, but the soul to be strong. Then is the beloved of God. Like the friends say, when God gives sorrow for the, for the righteous, so he can benefit the Olam When the soul is weak, and the body is strong, God doesn't like that, those people. Why? Because the body is strong, but the soul is not exist. Yeah, six pack is beautiful, the chest looking like unbelievable, but there is no, no, no soul connection. And, and, and I'm sorry for all the bodybuilder and all those muscle things that uh, if you study spirituality, that's not your category. But if you're not, maybe it is. And if you hate me for saying it, I will say it again. God hates you for just developing your body, not your soul. Developing the soul doesn't mean yoga. Developing the soul doesn't mean mental psychology. Developing the soul meaning soul connection to the creator, the tough one, the illogical one. And those people who live longer, God, God doesn't want to make them suffer. If those people do good things or charity, God gives them right away whatever they want. So if your life is going easy, many times for David and me, life goes easy, Baruch Hashem, I'm worried. For one of my kids, I said, I don't know, maybe I did something wrong. Maybe I did something wrong. Why? We didn't do nothing in this olam for benefit anything that we have now. Are you there? I don't know. I always say, Hashem, God, don't take all my pieces from Olam Abba to give me here, please. So when you see righteous is broken, because people ask me questions, said to me, Aliyah, why is all the story of the Baal Shem of everybody is broke? Nobody has money. What kind of life is that? That's the answer. Now we give the answer. This is not for all people, say the Zohar. This is only for people that check themselves and they have no sin at all. So it's definitely not me. I don't know about you. Maybe it's you, but definitely not me. So the Zohar is a question. Yes, can list a kel become a tzaddik? Can we reach a shchinah and a shor become a tzvot? A shchinah cannot come to a sad person. Ela b'mkom shed bosimcha. Only if there is a happy person. Vim ben bosimcha lot ishra shchinah b'mkom ha'u. If the person is not happy because he doesn't have money, he doesn't have different thing. 
the simcha is required for the shechina to come, for the female aspect of God to come. Yaakov. How do we know when Yaakov find out Yosef is dead? He lost the Shekhinah. He lost his prophecy. Once he knew that Yosef is alive, right with the power of Yaakov came back. So when a righteous person is broken with no money, no nothing, he has no Shekhinah. There's no nothing there. Second question we raise, we see a lot of righteous people in front of God. They, they have money, they have wonderful life. Why there is broken tzaddikim and not broken tzaddikim? And if you want to answer that there is righteous, the son of righteous, and the other one that the body broke, they are righteous, but they're not children of righteous. We see also righteous son of righteous. We see righteous, the son of righteous, the son of righteous, and still it's not working. It's a Rabbi Lazar, the son of Rabbi Shimon. He was not buried for years. There is a secret, say the Zohar. All the action of God is honest and with justice. And I found it in the old books, a secret. And that secret divided to two. I hope we can understand it. Yes, Manit Shalevanan, they are now Nukvai Bigiraon. The moon is 30 days cycle. And in 30 days cycle, when the 15 days arrive, that's usually the most of the Jewish holiday, it's Tetvav, it's the 15 days, full, is, uh, full moon. After the full moon, it starts going backward, empty and empty every day. So when the soul born in the time of the Giraon, Giraon, in the time when it's lacking, when it's going backward, and whoever received that, always been Giraon, always be missing something. So people who are born after the 15 days of the month can suffer from something. With judgment. Doesn't matter if they're righteous or wicked. But there is one thing that can change their life, fila, said the Zohar. If they pray well. If they pray well, Can you imagine? They pray by itself can actually change your destiny. But people who are born in the beginning of the mass, let's say till the 15th, Include the 15. So if you're born between Aleph to 15, you have more Basel. And you're going to bring Basel to the people around you. Because you, you can actually, even without prayer, you can ask for Hashem and it, it happened right away. Those people, you want to be their friend and ask them to pray for you. If you need something, go to them and say, hey, listen, I need you, please. I need something. So go to the corner and pray for two people, please, right now. Because your prayer being answered quicker than mine. The people who are born after this have to cry and have to pray harder. Because those people in their channel, Nishlamba call Osher, money, Banim, children, Bishlemuta Guf, and body. They can actually pray for your healing too. They have the power, to, if, if, and they can be a good doctor. If you, if you have a doctor that's born in the beginning of the month, 
and you ask them to heal you, they have that power. So always ask the person, when you're born, are you born in that, in, in uh, youth? I want to talk to you about something, you know? The other people are more broken. But the one who gets broken, one who born after usually, the 15, those are righteous, you want to look up to them. They're always going to get beat up. Wow, it's a beautiful plebeute of understanding of what the plebeute of a person. The reason I call this lecture tonight internal versus external because we not fully understand the Torah. We don't. When I want to take you to understand another level of the internal versus external. What do you do? How do you pray? Right? How do you pray? It's about Yosef Tzadik. We say, I mentioned it before. Aborek and Bomaim. The pit is empty. There is no water. I'm in verse 120 Sulam. Or Kuf Pedalet Fus Yashan, 184 Amunbet. Rabbi Yudah Patach Lamar, Torah Tashem Temima. The Torah is simple. A person has to try to study Torah here. And even if he doesn't study well, don't worry, you will be rewarded to the world to come. The end And you're not going to go to the court of heaven just because you study Torah. Even if you didn't study it perfectly. What is perfectly? <laughs> I mean, what is perfectly? I have to say this to you. It's based on Masechet Chagira, Masechet Psachim, Torah Lishma. There is Machloket between uh, 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 Rabbi Yossi and Tana Kama. What is it? Roe Simantov. Roe Simantov. What does it mean to see a good sign when you study Torah? Some people say three years, some people five years. Roe Simantov, meaning that the person is now study Lishma. Study for its own sake. What is for its own sake? I study it because I want to receive the blessing of it because it gives pleasure to the Creator. If you're already there, that's called Lishma. But if you study to become smarter, if you study to enjoy, if you study to impress people, then no Lishma. Even if you do it for the wrong reason, it's still going to protect you in the world to come. I'm skipping the, the next verse. And the happiness of the next world to come depends on how much you study. Whoever studied in the right way, after he died, the Torah going in front of him and protecting him from all the negative angels. And she always keep his body, <laughs> keep his body after the burial to be okay. I know many people try to put all kind of things in the grave. It's nice. I mean, old tradition. But the main thing is, did you study Torah? The Torah is sitting there and talking good about that person who's buried. Nobody can touch him. So beautiful. So beautiful. What, what do we learn from that? The message here 
that we need to first study every day. There's no excuse. If you have a phone, any phone, any smartphone that you have, you first thing in the morning, you study. The best time to study before sunrise. Every day you have to study minimum 10 minutes. Minimum. Once a week, one hour a day. Once a week you have to choose a day when you study straight one hour every day, 10 minutes at least. One day you choose. Every day you choose. Today, okay, you take vital, it's for free. You put the computer and you study. But you cannot play with your phone when you listen to me. You have to look, take note. That's how you study. And pre-mute. Now we need to explain something. There is two sexual stories in this Pasha. One sexual story is with Yehuda and Tamar. Yehuda with his daughter-in-law. Weird, but from this, born Bashir. Second sexual story is Eshet Putifera. A married woman seduced Yosef Atzadik, Yosef the righteous. Yosef the righteous say no after he see the image of his father. Gotta be pre-mute. Gotta be inner meaning to that story. It cannot be just a sex story. Bore! I'm now reading Tfus Yashan 188. Amun Aleph. Sulam Kuf Peitet 189. Bore, come and be old Tamar, but Kohen, I thought she was daughter of Kohen. Are you, are you dare even to think she wake up in the morning and say, how can I make love to my father-in-law? She was she was modest. She was righteous. Righteous women know when they see a man that that man has within him a spark of a soul that need to come to the world. They know, they see above his head. They don't see it physically. That that man supposed to bring one of the highest soul to be born to our generation. She knew that Zerach the Peretz will be the highest soul. So she make love to him. But let's understand. She look at the wisdom. What mean wisdom? She's like psychic, like Levia. She saw what's going to happen. So she went and she made that idea, that deal. She knew it, what's going to happen, and make an effort. God help her with that. When you come for the right reason, when you marry a person, or you make love to a person for the reason that you know that's what God wants you to do, God will be there for you. If you come up with a great idea, but it's not God's idea, it's not going to work. You either work on the external or the internal. Many people think they can do the same in the same time. You know, you can. Internal first. And if you have time, you will have time for external. You cannot be busy how tasty will be the food of Shabbat. No! 
You have to be busy. Shabbat. I'm here to connect to the energy of Shabbat. The food is good. Good. That's extra. That's extra. It's not about if it's sweet enough or spicy enough. Yes, I wish it can be better. Yes, next time I will do it better. But Shabbat is Shabbat. Spirituality is spirituality. Put in tefillin is put in tefillin. Putting talit, putting talit. Ah, I have some people say like this. Ah, my talit is not as big as I want it to be. So what? Put it on first. Get used to it. And then we talk about the size of the talit. People who complain about external never going to make it. And then it's affecting the children. We're also going to look for external. The view from the house, how beautiful is the window. Everything is outside, outside, outside. What about the inside? What's happening inside the house? Nothing. Emptiness. Let me wash my eyes with another show on TV. Because I cannot look into my life. My life is empty. I never develop it. So all what I'm looking is external. But if I develop the internal, everything has a value. A glass of water has a value. Take a glass of water, bring it to your wife or to your husband. The glass of water is already more holy than all the view that you're going to see in the fanciest place in the world. If the ocean is blue, or it's turquoise, or green, or what's happening in your life, man? What's going on? You're going to run out of that external thing. How long are you going to look for the oatmeal cookie with agave with no sugar? How long? You wonderful cookie. Yes, it is. It makes you lose weight. And your six-pack look gorgeous. But your internal... It's terrible, it's empty, because you never develop it. Work on your internal, work on your spiritual, and then the work begin. And one day you fail, one day you make it. It's not always you're gonna make it, that's spirituality, that's a beauty about spirituality. And then you find other people struggling and say, are you doing well, I'm working on jealousy, what are you doing, I'm working on anger. <laughs> so difficult, but at least we, we try. Better than sitting there and complain about well, I think the pool is too cold. It is. It is. You want to know why? Because you are too cold inside. You're empty. It's windy inside of you. There's nothing going on. Internal. It's a great tea my wife made me. Is it external or internal? What do you think? I think it's internal because I remember the story. A woman by the name of Arina, Irene, brought me a tea 23 years ago, a bag of tea. And the tea was come from south of India, from Ceylon, or from one of the country. And uh, when I tasted this tea, I wasn't appreciated tea then. And my life became all about tea, I'm still doing it. So I remember the love of that lady was injected. So for me, it's internal, that tea. So of course, the Zohar will not rest on the Primute easy. The Zohar said, let's go to Primute of Primute. Look what the Zohar asks. 
ואם תאמר למה לא הביא הקדוש ברוך הוא בנים האלה, מישה אחרת. If God want to have those children, let another woman give birth to that. Let you marry another woman and then מספיק. Why? Why? Why is daughter in law? למה הביאה מן זו מן תמר? ומשיב אל עבדה היא נצרכה למעשה הזו, ולא אישה אחרת. She was the only vessel that can draw those type of children. Two women who build the Yehuda generation to come. The first is Tamar, and the second, who know? Very good, Ruth, almost the same name. Resh Vetaf, the only different, Mem and Vav, and there is secret there too. And both of them lost their husband in the beginning. Ruth lost her husband. She met Boaz. By the way, I don't know if you know. She married Boaz. He made love to her. The next morning he died. <laughs> she didn't have Sheva Brachot. Sad. And Tamar with her brother-in-law. They are the ones that the Zohar brought David HaMelech, Shlomo HaMelech, and Melech HaMashiach. King David, Solomon the king, King Solomon, and the king of the Messiah. She, she went. Ruth met Baala, Tamar, and then Boaz, and she gave birth to Oved. Why Oved didn't come from another woman? Why from Ruth? She was the right vessel for it. ומשתי אלה נבנה ונשתחטה לזרע יהודה ושתיהם עשו בכשרות כדי לעשות טובה עם המתים and two of them help the dead you know when you start talking to the dead people צדיקים or dead people of, of you need help from them you start talking to them they start helping you here because that's the pre-mute and that's why he say שלמה המלך say וזהו כמו שנאמר ושבח אני את המתים king Solomon say I praise the dead that already died. The husband of Tamar and the husband of Ruth was not glory. But after they died and they did the Yuvum to make love to them, to bring them in reincarnation, then reincarnation of David, Shlomo, Melech HaMashiach, that's Tamar and Ruth. So they were mishtadlot, they were trying to bring back the soul. Beautiful, beautiful section. So, that's one sexual thing that we explain the pre-mute. The second sexual thing, which is more confusing, is Yosef and Eshet Putifera. I'm reading from Divrei Chaim. Those of you who have Divrei Chaim, of Hanukkah, page Nun Hey. It's a... What is the story with Yosef and Eshet Putifera? We know that Yosef was like a Navi. He was like a prophet. So as a prophet, he saw the future that from this family, he will have two important children that will eventually bring the Mashiach from the house of Yosef. It's Ephraim and Menashe. Or Menashe and Ephraim. The part we don't know, she also saw it. And from her family, will come such important kids. So that's why she went to him and said to him, Yosef, we are the one who brings Mashiach Ben Ephraim. He agreed with her because he saw it. 
She agreed. With, she, she knew it. So what was the problem? First, she's married. So it's Avera. It's a, it's a sin. When Yosef agreed to go for that act, as he going into bed with her, the image of his father come down from the Kisakab, from the throne of Hashem. She's father. Why is father? Because his father knew what true love is. And what's the lesson here? There is pre-mutrichitzonyut and everything. The wife of Putifera, she saw the chitzonyut, she saw the external aspect of it, that it will come from her family, and that's what she was willing to do the wrong thing, which is forbidden for Jewish and non-Jewish people to cheat. You can't, a woman who's married cannot cheat on her husband, otherwise the children will be mamzerim, will be bastard. Doesn't matter if you're Jewish or not Jewish. If you're not Jewish, it's one of the seven mitzvot. If you're Jewish, it's one of the forbidden, adultery. Not enough. So, she was willing to do the avera, willing to do the sin, because she thought, that's the future. Yosef at the other end, Vayazov bigdo beyada, mazek bigdo. Bigdo means clothing left as external. He say, honey, you're busy with external. You're right, but you're busy with external. That's a sin. You cannot do a sin because you see that there is something good in it. So, if the external seem good, but the essence of the behavior is against our Torah, I'm not doing it. So, he, he undressed himself of the external meaning of the Torah and gave it to her. Say, I'm only going by premiute. I'm only going by internal. And what is the internal part? You should not sleep with a married woman. And for that reason, he got punished or get rewarded to go to prison. Some of you will say he got punished. I will say he got rewarded. Without they go to prison, they will not discover the interpretation of dream. And without interpretation of dream, Pharaoh never call him with the with Vahimi cats in the next week, Pasha, when he call him out. And then he becomes second to Pharaoh. So was it punishment or reward? Because he was able to connect to the internal and say, internally, I cannot do that. Many of us busy with too much with the external and make decisions based on the external. But you got to look for what's right, what's wrong. By the internal. The Torah, the Shulchan Aruch, the Halachot, the Talmud, the Zohar, are telling us, the Tikkunah Zohar, Ari. All of those books are telling us what's the premium, what's the message, what's the inner meaning of everything. And based on the inner meaning of everything, you make a decision. That's how you want to do your life. That's how you want to manage your life. Only by the premium. You cannot manage your life by the chitzonyut, by the external. If you manage your life by the external, you are already doing a mistake, even if you do the right thing. But if you manage your life by the internal, you might seem like you're doing a mistake, but eventually it will turn good for you. Like Tamar, like Yosef, who prevented himself from making love. And who did he marry? Her daughter. That's why it was true, but it was not true with her. I love you. I wish you a wonderful, happy Thanksgiving to all of you. And get along. Thank you. Thank you.